0: Oh, hey, it's Jessica. Oh, hey, Jess. It's Jen. It's Fat
1: Mascara, the beauty podcast for everybody. The people.
0: (laughs) It's the award-winning beauty podcast.
1: Award-winning. So if you're a new listener, welcome. There's a lot of new folks lately. Yeah. Um, And if you're a long-time listener, welcome back. Hi. Welcome back to you, too. You went on vacation. Yes. Oh, my God. I was so relaxed.
0: You looked very relaxed.
1: Um, I didn't get a sunburn, but I got so freckly. I was on the beach for days. I don't remember the last time that's ever happened. And my feet even got freckly. But you were covered up and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's like if you're a freckly person, you can put all the SPF in the world. Like you're still going to. I didn't get burnt. Not, you know, I'm so proud I didn't get burnt at all. But I definitely got freckly.
0: I like it. It looks pretty. Thanks.
1: So, what's going on
0: with you? You, you, you didn't notice.
1: You know, I did not notice until you told me. Jen got a haircut. Well, intern noticed tiff right away. Certainly noticed. Yeah, intern Tiff rocked up like twenty minutes ago, and <laughs> Oh, had she's some... on the mic. Oh, so you could
0: please, please say what you said before. Well, we're sitting in a room, we're talking,
1: <laughs> and I'm just looking at Jen, and I'm like, I want to ask her. Did she get a haircut? That's what like you said. You were like, like, something is uncool like, so something, about Jen. <laughs> yeah, something seems
0: different. <laughs> that's and that's what exactly what I told her too. She said to me, "You look different," and nobody wants to hear that when they get a haircut. And I was like, "Go on." And what did it's you say? It's not then? bad,
1: guys. It's not bad. She's exaggerating. Said, it's less what? It's less rock and roll. Like she lost some oh, of her t- edge. you're killing me. She has these cute layers. You Guys,
0: <laughs> you guys. I got a mom lob.
1: You did. Your hair is still. Well, I got long. married it's, and then I got a mom lob.
0: It's below your collarbone. It is not a lob. It's okay. still long hair. Here's what happens before I tell you what topics we're going to talk about, uh, and this this involves a little advice for everyone. So right after I got married, my I was like, it was really hot. It was summer, and I like chopped into my own hair, which I've done before. Wait, you you, you cut your own to, hair in your house? Yeah, like I just like cut some more layers and like trimmed it a little because it was getting so heavy. You know that you have access to like the best hairstylist uh-huh, in the world. Uh-huh. So I used uh I guess they Kitchen were hair cutting scissors? scissors but they were really old and basically used hair cutting scissors okay so it was getting worse and worse and it was fried so I go to John Raymond at spoken wheel who I usually go to he looks at the ends of it and he goes what did you do like not gnaw on the ends with your teeth. So apparently if you cut with a ragged, not sharp blade, the same way if you cut vegetables, you explode the end of your hair instead of slicing it cleanly. Right. And that like basically makes 30 split ends that will then fry up. And they're even thinner than a normal split end. So like they'll thin even more. So... In the weeks after I did that, I just noticed the the bottom, like, three inches of my hair getting thinner and thinner and thinner, which I did to myself, like an asshole. Yeah, and it's like you cut it with a butter knife, basically. So he trimmed it and fixed the front, and then he was looking at it. He's like, I'm sorry, like, we still haven't gotten to the portion that is – he's like, I kind of have to go to this part. And I was like, just – do it you need to post a photo of
1: yourself because your hair is still long by all like oh well, I lost about five inches though yeah but it's still your hair was
0: really long it's like, so much it healthier now so I'm just like it does look healthier I'll it'll be honest. grow in I only go to get a haircut like a couple times a year mm-hmm. but people who notice that love beauty stop giggling Tiff say <laughs> I look quote unquote different
1: I think you look mature
0: okay let's talk about the news <laughs> what are we gonna what, what are we gonna talk about okay. other than my hair okay mature to so, me did, <laughs> did you just say mature
1: <laughs> like more like grown up oh T- oh. Tiff is, is nodding in in quiet oh, agreement. It's just different. Um, I hate you guys. <laughs> so, um, shifting gears, we're going <laughs> to talk about those. Like, okay, this this is something that it's a weird topic. We never really bring this up, but you'll know it if you have it. If you go into the sun. It's more visible. Little pale blotches. So you may have like a tan, but there's little pale blotches. And it looks almost like splatter or like you didn't cover up enough with SPF. No, the opposite looks like you erased part of your color. I mean, like you didn't like like you didn't cover it evenly with the SPF. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. uneven, uneven. So modeled. What is that? (laughs) What is that? What's up with the modeled skin? And then we're going to talk about something that I'm curious about because I don't know what you're talking about. You're excited
0: about flexible foundation right now. I am. And our guest is Dr. Deborah Sarnoff, the president of the Skin Cancer Foundation. We're just rounding out summer with a lot of good, healthy advice and tips. Let's get into it. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara.
1: all right this topic is weird i i, I realize that okay we're you, establishing it, yeah if you don't if you don't have the pale blotches then like you don't know but sometimes and you and i were talking about this earlier you see them
0: on some older folks like you know if i like was grandpa's arm, bald men too always their heads are all modely and i'm like there's like the if it's a white dude there's like the white white spot and then the beigey spots I'm it's only like, laughing because I just I know exactly
1: what you're talking about. Like my like my dad and my grandpa, yeah, like as yeah. they are older, they have like the male pattern baldness and yeah, like no disrespect. This is just like we're just talking about facts here. So basically those melanocytes, which are pigment cells, they've been overstimulated and exhausted that they stop producing pigment. Like it's you know, when they ran young, out of ink, they they ran out of ink. That's really funny. Oh my god, they ran out of ink, and it can happen to all of us uh, with, on your arms and your legs. And my friend was showing me the other day on her on her arms. She went to Florida for like a week. She's like, I don't understand. It just looks like I didn't know how to apply sunscreen properly, and she just had some some splotches. We know that she applied sunscreen properly. It's just like something that actually increases with age. P.S. I talked to Dendi Engelman about all this and she gave me the 411. Okay. And the sun actually exacerbates those white spots because it it pumps up the contrast. It's like dyeing something in like Easter egg dye so or something. So the
0: skin cells around the ones that ran out of ink. Right. Got a little bit tanner, so the ones that ran out of ink look even whiter or beige or pinker, depending you've, on your skin tone. You've got tone. it. So, unfortunately, you cannot
1: reverse this. Um, the only thing you can do is just prevent the white spots from expanding by protecting your skin with a broad-spectrum sunscreen, and you can help keep them from—you from, can try to contain it, but it's kind of something that just happens with life.
0: But is it—like, if it, the more you go in this—I've heard this, too—the more you go in the sun, the more likely— uh, they'll run out of the ink because you've been, like, abusing the skin cells. You
1: know, I didn't ask her like that Like, if point. I never if... went in the sun, yeah. would I still
0: end up with, like, white, like pale spots when you I'm old? You might do.
1: Like, I I don't know. Like, if you're really... I, I don't know. I, okay. I really don't know the answer to that. So I don't want to say. But I think the moral of the story is, like, it's kind of like the catch-all for everything. Like, wear your SPF. I do
0: have a fix for that, to be perfectly honest, if you're going to be, like, real aggressive about it. Yeah. So I was doing a story on cosmetic... Um, I'm just going to call it, like... Permanent makeup, cosmetic yeah. tattooing, whatever. And Dominique Basavi does uh, what? What is it called when you stretch your skin and they turn white? A stretch mark. Oh my you god! Clearly it's you clearly don't a long have them. No
1: one has ever asked me what that was. I've been like stretch marks since I okay, was like so, out of the
0: womb. So she often fills in the paler part where the yeah. stretch mark is because those are lighter in color w- with a cosmetic tattooing to match your regular skin tone. Right. And I also saw on her portfolio some of these, I think we need a better name for them. What are they actually called? Do we- so I'll give you the technical name, but yeah, I just... Yeah, and then just, we can yeah. give it like a beauty editor name. Um, if, if you're going to stand why I'm just
1: calling them pale spots. They're white spots or, she said white spots, or idiopathic gutate hypomelanosis. Cool. So I'm just calling them like pale, pale
2: spots. Well, you could get
1: cosmetic tattooing to fill them in and even out with the other skin tone. So it's funny you say that because Dendi actually said that some of she knows some celebrities who have had that done by Dominique in particular. So I don't know if that's like a, if it's. Dominique is such a specialist and she's in New York and L.A. I'm not sure if this is something that other people do. But, you know, if they really bother you, I think, you know, you need a bigger problem. <laughs> but, yeah. And you know, there are options. Like, they're not
0: age spots. They're like age inversions. Age no. erasers. Inver- well, I like what you said
1: before. You said something before that I liked.
0: Hmm. Empty oh, the ink, inks, inks, in inks. Empty cartridges. Empty know. cartridges. There you go. <laughs> from your From your ink <laughs> printer. Okay, thanks for your your tip to cover up and stay protected, so you don't see them. Thanks, Dandy. Funkmaster Flex. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about flexible foundation. <laughs> I feel like there's a foundation for everything, and I've often seen them marketed to be long-lasting. Yeah, yeah. Because the foundation will resist sweat or oil, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't fade as much. Yeah, yeah. I don't care which one it is. Every time I wear a foundation, I put it on, and by 4 p.m., it is gone. Oh, it's over. 4 p.m., you did well. I'm not a big sweater. I don't have oily skin. Like, what the hell is going on? Where does it all go? Even those 12-hour ones and 18-hour ones? I feel like my face kind of, like, eats makeup. Yes, so... Shiseido's working on this new technology for their foundation. And usually I'm like, yeah, yeah, marketing mumbo jumbo. But I was like, this actually makes sense to me. So they developed something they call, they're calling active force because they were like, a lot of companies just look into the sweat and the oil and they want to fix that. Mm-hmm. But the real reason a lot of people's makeup fade, and I bet this is your and my reason. Touching? Is, touching the face? No. Oh. Actually, that's another one. But I touch my Motion. Face. Even the movement of your facial expressions. Oh. So think about- Oh when, my gosh. Yeah. So you're- you, you paint a wall uh, – like, say you paint a sh- thin sheet of something with paint, and then you flex it. It's going to crack. Right. So – And fade in places. Yes. Yeah. And I smile a lot, and I'm talking. I've also been told by my dermatologist <laughs> – and so smiling. I have a very expressive <laughs> mouth. Creepy. Well, no, but, like, anywhere you would get a wrinkle, you're moving yeah, all yeah, day yeah, long. Yeah, 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 yeah. So instead of just focusing on those two things, oil and sweat, they develop this so that the polymers are wrapped so that, like, when you move, they – don't break this the color seal. Like, it's not a bunch of co- colors bu- bubbled together, yeah. and then it breaks, and then it fades off and flakes. It's foundation that moves with you. Yeah. Oh, do you want to be their copywriter? <laughs> they're, they're, they might have done a little bit better. It, they called it active force technology.
1: So I, I think this is a great idea. I'm, I'm excited to try it. I haven't tried it yet. But I, I do wonder, like, I haven't felt that my foundation isn't. Is like not moving with me.
0: I have, because it creases. Really? Think about if you put on an eyeshadow and it creases or an under-eye concealer and you can yeah. see where the lines are. It's creasing, which is movement. There's also Milk Makeup has Flex Concealer. Yeah. And there's a couple other companies that was like the glossier stretch concealer. But how much of this is is just kind of verbiage. I have no doubt that they've done the work. That's the thing. I have tried all of them. Just I try everything that comes across. And I've never seen one that actually held up. So I think that it's often been used as a marketing term. And is going to have a problem because they're doing something new, but everybody's been trying to say they did that before. So while their polymer technology might be really new, Mm -hmm. it's called an ActiGel polymer. uses moisture and perspiration to create an invisible barrier. While it might be new, like we've already seen this flex thing, if it didn't work for you, you might not try this.
1: I mean, I'm willing to try it. I, I actually, a lot of, the, I don't like a lot of those long wear foundations because a lot of them, I'm sure you're thinking of some classic ones, they feel very, um, they, they crack and they're the drying. Yes, like chalky. Like aerosol
0: paint or something. Yeah. Or like, remember those tempera paints or whatever from Tempra, elementary school? Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> would like dry in two seconds, you'd be yeah, painting. I'm yeah. like, how is this dry already? I know,
1: I know, I know. What is in well, those? this class is only like 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um,
0: I don't know. I'll try it. I'm open to it. So I think everybody should give, like, just give it a try again as these newer formulas come out with this flexible technology. It might Mm -hmm. not be just marketing BS. I think there's something to this if you want your makeup to last, which I certainly do. Dr. Deborah Sarnoff is a clinical professor of dermatology at NYU, the president of the Skin Cancer Foundation, and, of course, a dermatologist with your own practice. So... She's here because you guys have been asking for lots of skincare advice, and we've had dermatologists on this summer to talk about anti-aging and things like that. But Dr. Deborah is going to save our lives, or somebody's life. Am I right? I certainly hope so. <laughs> no, no pressure. No pressure. So welcome to Fat Mascara. Welcome,
1: Dr. Sarnoff. Thank okay.
0: you. <laughs> Let's just talk first Skin Cancer Foundation.
3: What does it do? Why did they make you the president? Why are you here, Dr. Deborah? Okay. So the Skin Cancer Foundation was founded 40 years ago by my mentor, Dr. Perry Robbins. Perry was ahead of his time. When people were out there laying in the sun and saying, the sun is great, you got to get the sun, you need your vitamin D, you should just get great sun, he was saying to himself, you know... He thinks that, really, the sun can cause cancer. And he specialized in something called Mohs surgery, which is one of the treatments for skin cancer. And back in 1985, I studied with him. I was his fellow. He took one person a year. It was competitive to get to be with him, and I got that honor. So I started to specialize in skin cancer and Mohs surgery, as well as other cosmetic techniques. And so the rest is history because he founded the foundation really 40 years ago. Now, he was president for many, many years, and then two years ago, he decided to pass the baton to me because I'm passionate about trying to get the word out that this is a kind of cancer that for the large part, is in our control. And if we know what to do to protect ourselves, we are going to have a better chance at not getting skin cancer. So you get the word out. You also do research grants for scientists and things. Yes, and that's had great breakthroughs, too, because we're coming up on new drugs, new immunotherapy for melanoma. We are saving lives. We're prolonging lives. We have better quality of lives. And our real mission at the foundation is early detection, protection, and also treatments, and so the research dollars are great because they're really, really helping new inroads in. Yeah, treatment. you're not just out there being like, put on your sunscreen. Exactly. Okay, so before we get into skin
0: cancer, can we talk about you? Sure. You sound like a badass back in the '80s. <laughs> studying Very skin elegant cancer. lady. I just wish I wish you guys could see her. She's so elegant. Oh, yes. are you
3: sweet.
2: <laughs> okay, so you've
0: been doing this for I guess that makes it more than 30 years. About 30 years. Tell us, what is the weirdest thing? You've removed from someone's body. And this we're not talking about skin cancer yet. I just want to know because I love
3: to pick the brains of dermatologists. Well, if you any of you watch Dr. Pimple Popper, it's Ooh. real. What's going on on that show is what's happening any given day in my office. I can't bear to watch. And my husband's a plastic surgeon. We've worked together for 30 years. And that's what we see. Basically, things like that. Lumps, bumps, things that are ignored, and our share of skin cancer. Got it. Got it.
1: Hmm. Things that are ignored. I mean, th- th- I feel like that leaves it wide open. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you, I'll use my imagination. So do you ever, you know, as somebody who's such an expert in recognizing issues, do you ever stop people on the street or be like, look, um, I don't mean to say something, but
3: you really need to get that checked out. I do, and I think it's an important thing. And there was a waitress once in Bethesda, Maryland, Mm -hmm. and I, of course, practice on Park Avenue in New York, so I didn't have any financial interest in telling her this, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I couldn't leave the meal without telling her that she had a really suspicious lesion on her neck and to please, please go take care of it. She did. It turned out to be melanoma. She thanks me to this day for saving her life, and I'm really glad that I did speak up. Wow. Um,
1: And then... Okay, just about skin cancer in general. You know, you mentioned like in 1985, people thought the sun was great, you know, and certainly before I meant, you know, I people thought that it was healthy for you. You're sick, you know, go out and get some sun. I understand that it's we know that it's bad now, but has it gotten worse? Like has the sun gotten worse?
3: Is is the skin cancer and all of this disease is it more prevalent today? Yes, there's a lot of factors. You know, first of all, with our pollution, the ozone layer is disappearing. That's the mm-hmm. blanket of protection in the atmosphere. That's disappearing. We're, we're to a large degree, responsible because of pollution. Mm-hmm. The second thing is people are living longer. You know, it's oh. not unusual. People go to 90, 95. I have a few patients that are over 100. <laughs> so the reality is that the longer you live, the more the chance that something will go wrong in the skin cells.
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking like, okay, um, you know, people who spent their lives working in the fields, you know, I, I mean, people are, still, people are still doing this, <laughs> yes. you know, but, but, you know, when we were more like agrarian society, did they all have skin cancer at the age of 30 because they were outside or is it, well, now if you go outside and just hang out at the beach a couple
3: of summers, you could get... Skin cancer. Well, part is that they used to die of tuberculosis, <laughs> other infections, internal cancers, so that they weren't living long enough, yeah. but heart attacks. But we have a lot of great meds, as you know, to yeah. even help with that. But the second thing is that short bursts of bad sun are also bad. So Mm -hmm. even if you're not out there every day, taking that vacation and not really reapplying your sunscreen or going to the Hamptons and laying out or trying to get that tan or going to the tanning salon, these are all real bad things that are going Mm -hmm. to bump up the possibility of getting skin cancer. Okay, so skin cancer. What is it? Because I
0: think we all just think about oh, it's a weird looking mole, but like, what is happening to your skin cells that they can't like? Sure.
3: So we all have skin. Okay, it's the biggest organ in the body. We're start there.
0: Everybody's on the same Everybody's
3: page. Everybody's got, got skin. It. Got okay, it. and we have a top layer called the epidermis, and underneath is the dermis. The epidermis is made up of cells. One of the cells are called squamous cells. That's what most of the epidermis is made up of. If one of the squamous cells has a little glitch, if the ultraviolet light comes down and somehow changes the DNA in that cell, it's going to mutate and it's going to start to proliferate and make more bad cells. And eventually it's going to make a growth. It's going to be a growth that looks like it's bleeding, <gasps> oozing, it's crusty. It just won't heal. It looks like a sore for no reason. Then in the epidermis, we have basal cells. Basal cells Are cells that are kind of at the junction of the epidermis and the dermis. Mm -hmm. They're the germinative cells. Well, you know what? If the ultraviolet light comes down on them and causes a little glitch or a little mutation in one of the basal cells, they proliferate unchecked, and you also can get a bump, uh, a crusty area, and we call that a basal cell because it originated from one of the normal basal cells that we all have, going wrong. Okay. The final skin type or cell type that you need to know about is the melanocyte. That's a cell that sounds really fancy, melanocyte, <laughs> but it's the pigment cell. We actually talked about those early on the episode. That's we called funny. them the ink cells, but you said there you, made you go. It much more professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they give us pigment. And you know what? Um, those pigment cells are important because they do give us melanin, which is kind of protection from the sun. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the ultraviolet A or the ultraviolet B, the bad rays can shine down and make a glitch once again. Oftentimes maybe it was a bad sunburn and it mm-hmm. can then morph one of the melanocytes into proliferating and going wrong. Now it might be a pre-existing mole that goes wrong and it changes and it morphs into unchecked behavior that's potentially dangerous. Or it could be that nothing was wrong, but a normal melanocyte suddenly got a glitch and this occurred. And that's the scary thing because, you know, one day you can just look down and there can be something that previously was not there. It may be black, it may be weird, or it might even be a pink bump that you never had before that's growing rapidly. And that would be what we call an. A melanotic melanoma in some cases because it may lack pigment. When you see all these different bumps, that's three types
0: of skin cancers. Because you've been doing this, can you just be like, oh, I know right away? Or it's always you're taking a biopsy? But you, can you tell just by looking what it is? I'd say most board certified dermatologists almost know right away. Because- Do you need to get naked right now and have a skin check? I don't know. <laughs>
3: But the truth is, at least once a year, even if you've never had skin cancer, you should see the dermatologist and you should have the skin check. Because you know what? You can't see your backside. You can't see your back, your lower back. There are areas where the sun never shines (laughs) that you really can't see on yourself. Your scalp is another area. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have an educated pair of eyes looking. Because right. that could save your life. So, how do you know? I know you
1: mentioned a few different skin cancers. I'm sure it's different for all, but generally, if someone comes and you see something
3: odd. You, how do you treat it? First, you eyeball it, like you were just saying, mm-hmm. but then what comes next? So, what comes next is some of us will use something called a dermatoscope, which is kind of like a glorified magnifying glass, but there are certain signs that we know to look for when we magnify. And then there's always What we call a skin biopsy. Now, it's not rocket science. It's not like you have to, it's not brain surgery. It's the simplest thing. It's putting a little numbing medicine right in the skin and taking a tiny little piece of skin. So it's very, very simple, and every dermatologist knows how to do that within a few minutes. And so it's a simple thing, and by putting that little piece of tissue in a bottle and sending it to a laboratory such as maybe NYU or A laboratory that specializes in dermatopathology will get a definitive diagnosis, and that's what we need to really be sure that that is a cancer or not.
0: But it's not like then you start taking pills. You got to cut it out, right? Or is that always the treatment?
3: Well, not always cutting. You know, it depends. (laughs) That was my laser.ing (laughs) Maybe laser.ing (laughs) Freezing all different methods. You know, basal. But you've got to get rid of it. You have to get rid of it, and you have to kind of, quote unquote, kill off the last bad cell. And you can do that sometimes with topical agents, depending if it's superficial. You can do that with lasering. You can do that with freezing, burning, scraping. Or the more precise way, if you really want to make sure that a, a squamous cell or a basal cell is fully removed, is to excise. And in many cases, Mohs surgery just means excising in thin layers while a technician is with you on the premises. So that's kind of like the highest cure rate because you're looking at all the margins. For melanoma, you wanna make sure you got a safety margin, you got the whole thing out. And in some cases, if the melanoma turns out to be deep, then we have to look further. We have to do CAT scan. We have to mm-hmm. do maybe a PET scan. We have to look at the lymph nodes because that's very important if the melanoma was deep. If it's a so superficial- So that means it's been around for a while. It means probably, it's old. Probably, yes. Okay. And it, then you could get cancer in so, other parts of it. Right.
1: this is a highly specific question, but I, sure. I think it's important. Um, a lot of people don't protect, and myself included, like your eye area because you're putting on sunscreen and sometimes it's uncomfortable, stingy to put it there. You put on your sunglasses, you think you're all good. But I remember going to a beauty event and I was haunted. I just caught one glimpse of a slide haunted by some of the most surgeries around the eye. Can you just comment like what we can do to help protect ourselves. That's like my
3: biggest fear. So eyelids are an area where we do see basal cell and squamous cell skin cancer. And I think that sunglasses is a key thing. Mm -hmm. And sunglasses today, the the lenses are treated to block out the UVA, Mm -hmm. UVB. Um, if you use sunscreen, if you stick to ones that are what we call the mineral sunscreens, things like titanium dioxide or zinc oxide, they typically don't really burn or sting mm-hmm. the eye. And if you don't know what to do, you can maybe even choose a, a children's sunscreen. Tends to be less stinging around the eyes. Mm-hmm. But idea. it is important to really try to protect. And a visor, maybe a, a brimmed hat that kind of shields your eyes as well. All important tips. You're talking about prevention, and obviously sunscreen's
0: one of the ways. What are other ways you tell patients to prevent skin cancer? What can they do?
3: What can our listeners do? Sure. Well, one of the biggest sins is to forget to reapply. Mm. And I think that people have to realize if you're sweating, if you're swimming, if you're just outside and it's really, really hot, you're going to be sweating to a degree Every hour and a half, two hours, you should really do a little check and maybe reapply uh, if you're exposed. The other thing is there is nice clothing today that's lightweight, but it's been treated specially to protect against the ultraviolet rays. And so covering parts of the body would be a great thing to do avoiding peak hours. If you want to play tennis, that's great. But maybe go early in the morning, go later in the afternoon. What are the peak hours? Well, the peak hours, maybe I'd say between like 12 and 4. Okay. The sun's pretty bad. It's high up and it's straight up and you get the direct rays. Okay. You know, so you can do that. And hats and sunglasses and, um, you know, trying to really be cognizant of the fact that you 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 really should reapply and protect as much as possible with one,
1: clothing. One thing I have to ask you, we talked about this earlier in the year. You know, Jen and I are in an office, a lot of our listeners, I'm sure they they go to work and then they maybe go out for lunch or run a quick errand and then they leave at six o'clock, something like that.
3: Um, do we
1: have to reapply to like go out for lunch?
3: I think on a normal day, if you put on a moisturizer that has at least an SPF 15, Mm -hmm. I think if you've had a history of skin cancer, you might want to bump that up and try to do an SPF of 30. Um, that's a measure of how well it blocks the UVB, but it doesn't take care of the UVA. And the UVA can even go through the glass in your office if you happen to be lucky enough to have the corner office or a (laughs) window. So you really need a broad spectrum sunscreen Mm -hmm. that'll block the UVA and the UVB. I don't think you have to reapply it every five minutes, but it's not a bad idea if you're going out to lunch to maybe even use one of those powders that they have today mm-hmm. or a little bit more foundation to try to block, especially the face, because the rays will find you if you're running around, <laughs> comes <laughs> from above. And uh, the most common place as a mo surgeon that I see skin cancer is really the nose because it's the mm-hmm. central part of the face and mm-hmm. the rays come down.
0: Um, Can we talk about dermatologists and getting to see one? I heard recently this stat, like I was so surprised that only 4% of Americans have seen a dermatologist. A lot of communities don't have derms or you don't have health care, so you can't get to the derm. Is If you have like a weird thing on your skin, and I'm sure you've seen people have waited too long, is there any like telemedicine services
3: you can use to be like, hey, look at my mall? Well, first of all, I'm proud to tell you that the Skin Cancer Foundation has a program called Destination Healthy Skin. We have a van. We have an RV with treatment rooms that goes across the country. And for anyone that can't afford or can't get in the van hopefully will be coming to your area soon, and you could actually arrange to have a skin check like on our Like a free van. screening? Yes. Okay, and we that's have great. volunteer dermatologists all over the country that are volunteering so that it's a pair of skilled eyes looking at you. Um, the other thing that people can do is, yes, telemedicine is starting. One of the biggest problems with telemedicine is insurance reimbursement. But once Mm. they work the kinks out, I think that dermatology is very visual. And what we can at least do is look at the photo online, let's say, and say, yes, that has the warning signs. It's problematic enough that you need to come in and get the biopsy. We can't biopsy remotely, but we could certainly either calm somebody down or say it looks problematic, get it checked out. That's good to know. Do you know any telemedicine services? We can always look them up to put on our website. But
0: is there? are there multiple ones? Not all doctors do them, I imagine. Uh,
3: it, it's getting close. But for instance, I'm affiliated with NYU. There's one. I'm going to tell you it sounds like Criterion, but that may be the wrong name, so you got to we'll look it, it up. up. We'll look yeah. it up for sure. Um, and then I wanted to ask you about, do you
0: know what percentage of skin cancers have nothing to do with sun exposure? Because we beauty editors always hear about the famous case of Bob Marley, um, his skin cancer had on his toe, underneath his toenail, um, had nothing to do with the sun. It was genetic. Is that something we should all be
3: worried about as well? I think we don't really have a percentage. Maybe it would be 10% or less. It's The sun is responsible for probably 90% of skin cancers. But okay. with that said, there are hidden parts of the body where we have melanin. Any place you have melanin or pigment is fair game for melanoma. You may not think about this, but in the retina and in the in the behind oh, the, the iris eye. of your eye iris of your eye That's has melanin. color yeah what about your hair can you get hair cancer well you can get it on the scalp and it can be pretty deadly on the scalp because the way the vasculature is the circulation it can often spread to the brain from scalp so we have to have a healthy respect for that around the anus the vulva our private Which never parts never sees the sun never sees the sun but yet A lot of us know if you look at your own body parts that even if you're a white person, Caucasian, you still have a little more pigment in those areas. And so that's fair game. And what happens sadly in the case of Bob Marley is that people of color, they have less pigmentation on their hands and on their feet. However, they still have pigment cells. And unfortunately, when it presents, they're not thinking about melanoma. They're thinking they have a fungus. They're thinking that they got tar on he the He thought beach. he hurt his foot from like I a know. car accident. Yeah. So he thought it was like a bruise. So tragic. And sadly, if it's diagnosed late, that's the problem. And that's why you die because it has the potential to spread to another part of the body. If you catch it early... 100% curable. That's why it's so important. If you get something funky and new, and it's just not going away, you got to check it out. Okay, this is a weird Jen question,
0: and Jess is going to kill me, but can people who have albinism get skin cancer if they don't have melanin? Well,
3: they don't have melanin, okay, but they still have skin. So it's okay. fair game for basal cell carcinoma, squamous cell carcinoma. Got well, it. there's also something called amelanotic melanoma. So, you know, albino, I mean, they have no inborn protection. So very often, they have a ton of basal and squamous cell carcinoma.
0: What are some other myths that you want to dispel about Sun protection or skin cancer, because I feel like we hear them all day long. You must too, like old wives' tales that you're just like, oh, it's not true.
3: That sunscreen gives you cancer. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's the latest hot button, sadly. And all that that is, just for you all to know, is that the FDA recently came out. There's an acronym, you may have heard of it um, GRACE, G R A S E. It stands for Generally kind of like accepted and safe and effective and and recognizes safe and effective. And they basically said the bottom line is that there are two sunscreen ingredients right now that are titanium dioxide and zinc oxide that are safe. The FDA totally agrees. Those are physical blocks, they're Mm -hmm. mineral blocks. Go ahead and use them. We're not worried about them. Then there's a group that are dangerous. They they don't. They're not grace like paba. They kind of took that off the market. Yeah, they're the all paba free. Yeah. right. Yeah. But then you've got a group of ten ingredients. Oxybenzone is the latest one that you've heard in the news. Mm-hmm. That the FDA says, look, we're absorbing some of it. They have data to show that if you're going to reapply sunscreen, as I told you to do every hour and a half or two hours, sooner or later, it's going to go through the pores and you're going to absorb it but absorbing it into your system does not mean it's dangerous. The jury's out and we have to do a few more studies before we're really gonna know for sure what does it mean just because we're absorbing it, because we absorb moisturizer, we absorb things that we put on our skin all the time. we absorb makeup. It's, so you cannot say, this definitely causes Right. Cancer. We absorb lipstick. It's How many times lips. a day
0: do you have this discussion with a patient?
3: Well, a lot lately because, <laughs> unfortunately, it's like the kids' game telephone. They heard yeah. it, and now it gets construed as, oh, my God, I'm going to get cancer from the sunscreen. We at the foundation, at the Skin Cancer Foundation and the FDA, still recommend, please use sunscreen. It's great if you can cover your body and use protective clothing and a hat, but still use sunscreen. We are not saying don't use sunscreen. It is certainly better than the risk of getting skin cancer. So
1: side question, um, UV manicures, yay or nay?
3: I am a girl. I love great nails. I mm-hmm. have little gloves. They just have the little cutouts for my fingertips. The gloves stay in the salon. They have my name on them. I advise every woman do that.
1: And as for sunscreens, like, and just, you know, sun protection products, whether it's a little hat or whatever, what are some of your favorites and what are some that you feel like your patients have been like, okay, I I like this one?
3: Truth, honestly, I tell everybody, what do you like the smell and the feel (laughs) of? It's true. (laughs) It's like, then you'll use it. Right. I mean, I might like Ben and Jerry's chocolate ice cream. You might like Carvel. You might like, you know. What What does Deborah like? Like, are you a kool bar hat person like Jess? She loves those. I like, love yeah, my kool bar hat. I, I, I think those are adorable and great. Yes, wonderful. And I think that in terms of putting something on your skin, I'm more of a lotion. I like lightweight. I don't like anything too tacky. I think I like sprays because they're quick, but you have to be careful that you don't miss areas and you don't do it in the wind and you don't inhale the Can spray. Can you rub
1: the... I put it on the spray and then I rub it in. Is Perfectly that the normal? fine. Okay. Perfectly I see fine. people apply
3: it like perfume and I'm like, <laughs> you're just like... It's not
0: like a protective <laughs> bubble around. Around it, you. Exactly. Finding, or like it's just like flying behind them. <laughs> i see on the beach; it's yeah. windy. I know. Yeah. I always try
3: and apply before I even get to the beach, yeah. and that's very smart because. Well, thank if, you. <laughs> if you're using a quote chemical sunscreen, you have to do it at least 20 minutes to a half hour ahead of time. It's got to react with your what we call the stratum corneum, the top layer of your mm-hmm. skin, to give you that protection. If you don't do that, it's kind of useless. So That's it's a really good important. myth to dispel. If
0: you get to the beach, put on your sunscreen, you have 15 minutes basically unprotected if yeah. you're using a chemical sunscreen. Exactly. Well, uh, that's a good reason to use a physical blocker, I guess, too. So. And there,
3: there are other myths out there. Uh, people are really going to defend, well, we need the vitamin D. And you know what? We do need vitamin D, but we can get that from milk. We can get that from orange juices fortified. We can get that from... Um, Fish, certain oilier fish, salmon, mackerel. There are other ways to get vitamin D. I think it has to be wild caught, too. I've read that they're higher in vitamin
0: D than fat. That's good. Or okay. well, you can
3: take supplements. You can take a yeah. little pill. Last question.
0: How do you keep your lovely white hair white? Because I have a it's lot of beautiful. white hair and it gets yellow very easily. Since we're talking about sun and oxidation, you have, like, nice shiny white hair. How oh, do you Oh, aren't you sweet? Well, no, yeah, it's they,
3: good. Like, like, a highlight on it It's so pretty. Well, actually, they gave me the bad news. I can't do highlights anymore. It's a single process. But you wear a hat and you just try to. Oh, so that's, like, a. That's yeah. a.
0: A, like a platinum blonde, not a white. Yeah, no, yeah, it's platinum blonde. I should just, just it, I should
3: just, should let it come all in and be platinum blonde like Dr. Sarnoff. It's so beautiful. Aren't you yeah. guys sweet? Yeah. You, you both are beautiful. Well, yeah. And I can see you protecting your skin. And you know what? Uh, the last thing I want to just say, sure. it's not just for skin cancer part of my practice in the afternoon I change my hat and it's about beauty it's about wrinkles it's about fillers it's about lasers it's about neurotoxins and you know what if you protect from the sun you're going to look 20 years younger than your friends and uh, that's the best advice I can give because you would be amazed at people who say but I don't sit in the sun I never go out in the sun and you know what your skin doesn't get crinkled and wrinkled by itself and if you don't <laughs> believe me look at your tush look yeah. at your uh, your inner aspects of your my arms are amazing yeah. my yeah. tummy yeah, I'm not I'm don't. not
1: like a bikini person that so, that often.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, wear your sunscreen, wear your cooler bar, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. And Thank you know what? You. Start
3: embracing your 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 beautiful color skin your that melanin you melanin as with. you have it. Nice. Exactly. Thank you Dr. <laughs> Sarnot. Thank you so Sarnoff. much. Thanks for having me. You guys were great.
0: Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season.
2: We'll teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alloMoves.com now and use the code Mascara20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomooves.com, code Mascara20. Allomoves.com code Mascara20. It's time to raise a wand.
0: I'm still thinking about all the places you can get skate candles.
1: I really like, I'm, I'm, I get very like chilled by that kind of chat because it's scary. And when she say when she used the word glitch, I kept on like getting uncomfortable because that's really how like all these bad things happen. It's just a glitch. In the it's, matrix of yeah, your skin. It, you know, it's just a glitch. It's like anything. It's like two things like bump into each other. One thing like gets big for no reason. It's a glitch. Like you just have to like, you have to just enjoy every day and
0: get your skin checked. Yeah. Let's talk about products we love. Okay. What are you raising a on to? So,
1: this is going to be controversial. And mm-hmm. and I am I'm ready for your for your feedback, for your for your fury and for your commentary. Well, I'm good at that. So, ready? bring it. Okay. I really like the Mary Kay Silkening Shea Body Lotion. And the reason why I say <laughs>
0: Why am I going to be
2: furious?
1: <laughs> no, because the last time I said something about a comp- and you know endorsed a product by um, I don't even know if I endorsed it I just mentioned I, I said like what do you guys think of this such and such I, I swear to God I don't remember the brand but it was an MLM, multi-level marketing. And a lot of people, rightfully so, have deep concerns about this business structure. I'm just talking about this lotion that I enjoy right now. I think it's great. I think it's affordable. It's $18. And by it MLM like you mean your friends who sell it. And yeah, social exactly. selling. And-, and I know that there's a podcast called The Dream, which talks a lot about um the, you know, the downsides. I'm just, listen, I'm raising a want to this product. You can buy it. You don't have to buy it. I'm not saying, you know, you should or you shouldn't. I'm just saying I like you this. You don't even
0: have to buy it from a person. You can no, just go right to their website. Yeah, but so. I think
1: people don't want to promote. They don't want to support brands that are like this. Here's what I'm going to say, and this is this is a call out. We are going to do an episode about this topic, but and we're going to have somebody from an MLM speak, you know, from the heart about or from their business standpoint about it. But I really want to know what you guys Think, and you know. Hopefully, you can write me a respectful email. (laughs) What you guys think? The internet's gonna break. Yeah. Okay. And I'm gonna wear a helmet. But also, if you've worked for an MLM. Or you know you have a personal experience, please share that. And I promise you, I we hear you. We will come back to you and and deliver a great episode. Of the topic that happened to me when I mentioned a unique product once. Yeah, and, and I, I don't think you didn't even, you didn't even realize that they were MLM.
0: No, a I lot of brands product, I didn't know. I didn't know.
1: There's more and more. Yeah, because yeah. you
0: didn't buy this, which I guess you guys know. Most of the products that we talk about, we Gratis, get for free, yeah. as you know. So what is this Mary Kay Shea lotion all oh, about? Oh, Sorry, back to
1: the lotion. It just it smells. It's like it's just a body lotion. It's a Shea lotion that that blends in easily a lot of my body lotions they they either draggy or they they're like not thick enough for me or if your skin's still so wet you get the white cloud that never yeah, never rubs yeah. in yeah <laughs> well I, I have been trying to wait before putting this on but it really leaves your body super silky it has shea which we know is great it has vitamin e and the scent they say is a white tea and citrus smell i didn't realize it was that but it does it just smells like you know I know we know clean has no real definition, but it does smell clean. clean and, and if I put it on before bed and I wake up in the morning, my legs are all like, like, slip like, s- Yeah, slippery. I love that feeling. Yeah, it's a great feeling. It's
0: funny because I have a body lotion, $18. too. I have a body oh, lotion, too. Oh, that's so too. funny. That's so weird. I know you've all been wondering about my butt pimples. Oh, my God. Because who hasn't? Good Lord, I should never have put that on Instagram. Every company under the sun has sent me butt pimple products. Really? But I'm trying to stick to the program I set up with the Derm to to use the cleanse Cleanser. Okay. And then I got rid of a whole bunch of them that must have been the folliculitis, which is the little bit of infection. Okay. But then there's still some left, and I'm like, you know what? They must be the keratosis pilaris we talked about. Mm. So... I tried the Skin Fix Resurface, the AHA Renewing Cream. So this one has an alpha hydroxy acid. Okay. It's known for uh, keratosis pilaris. I've been rubbing it all over my butt. I got a couple more of the bumps gone. Now there's just like a little constellation left on the right cheek. I swear to God, it's from sitting at, in a chair There's all so much long. tushy imagery from this episode between... Oh, between the anus yeah. cancer and this. Sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let, we'll level up next episode.
0: But it, this it, is
1: information that you, news you can use. Yeah. So
0: the Skin Fix service. Uh, it's a huge tub for 45 bucks because it's like an active level of AHA okay. but I really think it makes it smoother not just the parts that had the bumps but like just it's making my whole tush does it smooth. have an elegant skin feel it does have an elegant skin feel and this brand uses no fragrances however there is I believe like a lemon or uh, orange uh, extract in it so mm-hmm. it does kind of have like a nice okay. clean scent but nice. it's just it's just helping with my butt
2: guys very okay? nice okay. my butt's mouth <laughs> bye
1: Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps,
0: product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara. Shoot us a DM. And we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please.